Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. host John Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday, February 19th, Ready for war? Well, all right, guys. That's pretty much what this show is going to be about: is war, war amongst us, war in this whole world. And today, in uh, Washington D.C., there's a protest going on right now, Sunday, the 19th. It's called "Rage Against the War Machine." Uh, you could check that out. By the time you listen to this, it'd probably be over or ending, depending on when you listen to this or over. Um, but you could check the highlights out on Twitter or YouTube or Rumble at Rage Against the War Machine. Um, it just started as I'm recording this, and I'm going to click onto it here in a little bit, and we'll listen to some highlights. But I got a few things I want to go over first, uh, building up to that, Okay. But before we get into all that, I want to cover a few things. I want to pay the bill, so to speak. So let's uh, not forget about our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at the checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. Check them out, ChristianLawson.com. All right. Also, guys, please, whatever um, whatever social media profiles you have, whatever wherever you're at, Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Don't Tread on America. Follow the show at Don't Tread on America.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me, it is uh, PCGC underscore 1775. So, and then also, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, whatever it is, please, please subscribe to the show and then share this with your friends. And also, don't forget, we're also now heard... In addition to 
all the other places you can find this show. We're on Samsung Podcast, uh, Podchaser, and Boom Play. So there's no excuse for no one to listen to this show. And I do have to applaud you guys for one thing. In addition to all the other things you've done, I made a call out on Friday, on the Friday show, about pushing the show. Let's get this going. And I've I got a huge bump <laughs> over the weekend of listeners, and I do appreciate uh, what you guys are doing for me. The 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 D Tom Army, so to speak, <laughs> is 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 alive and growing. So we just need to keep this push going, especially in the time of need that we are in right now. I will be the voice of truth. I will be the voice of reason. And um, with your guys's support and help, we can do this. So please. Keep doing what you're doing, share this with your friends, and keep pushing the Don't Tread on America podcast in, uh, for me. Because, you know, I have a couple sponsors, but really they don't pay anything unless I sell stuff. I don't get a like a monthly check from them or anything like that. So, uh, it's up to you guys to help just share this with your friends and keep pushing it. So, now, with that being said, let's uh, have a word from our president here. With our weekly, daily dose of dumbassery. To deliver much-needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. <clears throat> it's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe and to deliver. So what does giving money to Ukraine have to do with food shortages around the globe? And why in the fuck do we need to use our tax dollars to pay for Ukrainian pensions? I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe as of Sunday, February 19th at 1.36 p.m. as I record this, they still haven't fixed the debt ceiling problem in this country. There's still government employees, government people that aren't getting their pensions. Their pensions are at risk. And there's also a possibility of people losing their Social Security. So, but no, let's worry about the Ukrainian fucking people and their pensions. I mean, come on. Enough is a fucking enough with this stuff. And I am sick and freaking tired of this stuff. It is time for us to hold this motherfucker, not just him, but all the goofy fucks in, in, on Capitol Hill that work in the Senate, work in the Congress, that are approving these things. So here's the deal. Chris and I were talking about this in the gym this morning, and it was like, where is the checks and balances? Now, ideally, the way the system was set up is you have the judicial, and you have the legislative, and you have the executive, and they're supposed to check and balance each other. They don't. They're all holding hands, skipping rope down the fucking primrose path on our dime. That's our money. It's not Ukraine's. It's not any other fucking country where we send billions upon billions of dollars to. We have our own <laughs> fuckery going on in this country with railroads derailing. I talked about this on Friday. What was it? 1700 average a year? That's 1,700 too many. I mean, accidents happen. I get it. You might have a tractor trailer that gets stuck on the tracks and so on and so forth. I understand accidents happen. 
But these ones that have been happening have nothing to do with that for the most part. These are just alleged derailments because of the infrastructure problems. And I'm not blaming this all on Biden. I'm not blaming this all on Buttigieg. They've only been there for a minute. I'm blaming it on the motherfuckers that have been in Congress and Senate for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I guess that would include Biden in that sense. But my point being is this. There is no Republicans. There is no Democrats. They are all on the same team. They use that letter, that R and that D, they use that to convince you and me that they're on your side. And there might be a few that are, but the majority of them are there for a paycheck. They give two shits about you. They give two shits about you. Because realistically, here's what a president can do and cannot do. These are just the basic ideas of what a president is allowed to do and what a president is not allowed to do. Okay? So a president can make treaties with the approval of the Senate. He uh, can veto bills and sign bills, represents our nation in talks with foreign countries, enforce the laws that Congress passes, acts as a commander-in-chief during war, call out true protection um, to protect our nation against attacks, which... So I guess, you know, we haven't worried about signing treaties, although we should be worried about one in Ukraine and Russia, right? Um, Veto bills, sign bills, whatever. (laughs) He's not representing our country in talks with anybody. Um, Acts as a commander-in-chief, he doesn't act as anything. He is not a leader. Uh, If he was to call out troops to protect our nation against an attack, why don't we have troops on the southern border? We are being attacked. Say what you want. There might be some of those people coming across the southern border that truly are seeking amnesty. There may be. I'll give you that. That small percentage. But the majority of those people aren't even Hispanic. They might be Chinese. They might be Middle Eastern. And the ones that are Hispanic are pushing drugs. Whether it's marijuana, cocaine, fentanyl, whatever it is. They are attacking this country. The president can also make suggestions about things that should be law. He can lead his political party, entertain foreign guests, recognize foreign countries, grant pardons, nominate cabinet members and Supreme Court justices, appoint ambassadors, talk directly to the people about the problems, and represent the best interest of all the people. Now, here's where this should be just a little bit different. It should be represent the best interest of all American people. United States citizens. Not uh, Ukrainians or uh, <laughs> Nicaraguans or whoever. Hmm. U.S. citizens. That should have been at the top of the list. <sighs> Here's what a president cannot do. Now, as I read these things, think of the last few months, last two years. President cannot make laws such as executive orders. In other words, those technically, and I I know Biden, we're talking about him, but realistically, 
Trump signed his fair share, Biden signed or uh, Obama signed his fair share, so on and so forth. I'm not just saying this is all Biden. I'm not saying that. But he is currently our president, so that's who we have to focus on. The way I understand it, executive orders are unconstitutional. Say what you want about them. You can look up any kind of bullshit statute you want. I'm telling you right now, as the Constitution is written, executive orders, I don't give a fuck who the president is. Executive orders are unconstitutional. Why? Because the president cannot make laws. He can suggest laws. He can say, we need to ban assault weapons. That doesn't mean they're fucking banned. That means it go, you know, someone has a right of a bill and it gets presented and blah, 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 blah. Executive orders are unconstitutional. So during COVID, when all you guys are running around like little pussies with your fucking face diapers on, standing in line to get your damn shot because you were told to. Meanwhile, you had a few of patriots that said, fuck that shit and didn't do it because we knew no matter what Grandpa Poopy Pants in the fucking White House was saying it was unconstitutional. We can have that argument. Please, look me up. Don't tread on America.com. Find me on Twitter. Find me on fucking Facebook. I don't care. We can have that conversation. I'm telling you right now, it is unconstitutional. Boom. He cannot declare war. Via proxy war, via straight up war. He cannot decide how federal money will be spent, i.e., money to Ukraine. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? This president is breaking the law on a daily basis. When are we, the people, going to say enough is enough? He is in contempt of the Constitution of this United States of America. He needs to be gone. Senators, congressmen, anyone that's listening to this podcast right now that has the balls to stand up and do something about this, it needs to happen now. Now, do we 25th Amendment him? Do we impeach him? Whatever. I don't care. Oh, but Don, then Kamala's going to be there. Is she going to be any better? Okay, fuck it. Put her in. I don't care. We'll impeach her dumbass too. Okay? It doesn't matter. We have got to start holding these people accountable. They work for us. They are not kings. They are not queens. They work for us. We are the boss, not them. When are we going to understand that? The last time that anybody in this country understood that was 1775. But Don, the Constitution, the Declaration was 1776. The shit started before 1776, guys. Open up a motherfucking history book. Okay? Thus, DTOM underscore 1775. Okay? This has got to end now. And I'm saying this as an American citizen 
who is sick and fucking tired of the bullshit. And I'm focusing on Biden. I get that. But it's all of them. Congressmen, senators, judges, ex-presidents. Trump. Say what you want about Trump. He's evil. He's fascist. He's this. He's that. You know, Trump was the only president that didn't go to war of some sort. Guys, I'm not saying Trump's the answer. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that DeSantis is the answer. I don't know what's going on with all this shit. Maybe I'm the answer. Maybe I need to be president. (laughs) But here's the thing. Protests against the war in Ukraine are happening all around the globe this past week. In European countries like France, England, Poland, this past week, protest, taking it to the streets, saying to their governments, enough is enough. We need to quit arming Ukraine. Do you guys know that in March of 2022, 11 months ago, a month after the so-called war in Ukraine started, do you know that Russia and Ukraine were willing to negotiate for peace? Did you know that? Did you know that Volodymyr Zelensky was willing to sit down with Putin if the United States of America, whether that's Biden or Blinken or who the fuck ever, and the head of the European Union were to sit down and negotiate a truce and a peace uh, treaty between those two countries? Did you know that was going to take place? And the outline of the treaty was to basically give Russia that slice of land, the Donbass area, down to Crimea that they had already taken in 2014 that no one batted a fucking eye at. (laughs) Do you know that was in the works to be done? And do you know what happened to that treaty and that talk, the peace talks? Biden said no. Why? Why would Biden say no? And then what happened? We sent money. We sent arms. We sent munitions. We sent people. Not just us, but France and England and Germany and so on and so forth. Why? What's the point? To stop the evil Putin? The two, the two heads of those countries were willing to sit down and hash it out. And Ukraine was going to be Ukraine and Russia was going to be Russia. The only difference is you would have had a little chunk of land go back to Russia. Am I a Putin apologist? Call me. I don't give a fuck. Call me that. I don't care. I'm not. But like I've said time and time again on this show, we have been trained as Americans. As long as I can remember, I'm going to be 50 this year. As long as I can remember, we have been trained subliminally to hate Russia. Why? Because of what happened during World War II? Yeah, prior to World War II, there was plenty of reasons to hate Russia. Not that they were doing anything to us in particular, but the way Stalin treated his people. But yet we sided with Russia because the enemy of our enemy is our friend, essentially. And as soon as World War II was over and we conquered Germany... And the Axis is, you know, Japan and Italy. Once that was done, we went back to hating each other. 
Then the American propaganda machine started up to hate Russia. And not just news media. It was in TV shows, movies, songs, so on and so forth. Think back through your history of movies that you like. As a young man, you watched Top Gun, you watched Iron Eagle, you watched, you know, Rocky, you, you know, whatever. There was always Russian. What was it? Red Dawn, you know? I'm not saying Russian's good. I'm not saying Putin's great. I'm not saying that. But I'm not saying Zelensky is either. <laughs> Why can't... You know, I saw a clip the other day, and I, I was trying to find it for the show and for the life of me. I couldn't, so shockingly enough, it, it, was, it was gone. But I think this was on... It was on British TV. And there was a guy... Who said some stuff? It was crazy. You should have heard it. No. But he was talking about the war. And essentially, what's going on is the violation of the, the I think it's the Minsk, the Minsk agreement, the Minsk treaty, prior to, uh, you know, when the d- dissolution of the USSR happened. They signed this treaty. And I don't know all the details in it. But nonetheless, essentially, they're violating that, the words of that treaty. NATO is. You have people in Ukraine, and I've told you this time and time again, who are of Russian descent. They might have been born in Ukraine technically, but when they were born in Ukraine, it was Russia. You understand? And uh, they want to be not part of Ukraine anymore. Is it right? Is it wrong? Hell, we have states in this country that don't want to be part of other states. We have, or not states, but we have portions of states, I should say, who don't want to be part of their state, like in California and southern Oregon and stuff like that. We don't want that. You know, our government's like, no, no, you can't have that. You can't have that. Okay, whatever. That's still within this country. It's not like uh, parts of Montana would want to become Canada. Or, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's a little bit different state thing. Nonetheless, there should have been, this should have been over. The war shouldn't have lasted more than a, couple of weeks. But no. Biden said no. Why? Because there's money in war? So, this was a few days ago. There was a concert. Sting, of the police, right? You know who Sting is. Was in concert in uh, Poland. Okay? In the middle of his concert, he stopped to speak about the war in Ukraine. The war in the Ukraine is an absurdity based upon a lie. Wojna w Ukrainie to absurd zbudowany na kłamstwie. If we swallow that lie, the lie will eat us. Jeśli przełkniemy to kłamstwo, ono nas zje. The lie is terrified of the truth. Ale kłamstwo panicznie boi się prawdy. The truth must be heard. Prawda musi zostać usłyszana. And we must not lose this battle. I nie możemy przegrać tej batalii. So that was in Warsaw, Poland. That wasn't Russia. <laughs> that was Poland. Um 
And what he's talking about is everything that's going on. Now, you can interpret that like, oh, he's trying to say we need to stop Russia. We didn't know he's not. What? Okay, essentially this is how it works out. You, you can get on Twitter right now, and you'll see, oh, once Putin feels like he's losing, he'll want to negotiate. No. No, it's not, not going to happen because whether... Whether uh, Russia is winning, not winning, Ukraine's winning, not winning, whatever. Um, how many times in the past year since this war started? It's going next week. Something I think what was the twenty second, twenty fourth, something like that. It'll be a year. How many times during the course of that year have you heard? Oh, Russian troops defeated at blah blah blah. Russian troops being pushed back here. Russian troops here. Russian troops there. Uh, Russia's losing. How many times have we heard that? Now, let's assume that that's true. Is put Putin pushing for peace talks? No. So, what, what is it? Is he, are they losing or are they not losing? Is no one winning? Is no one losing? I would say that's probably the case other than the troops and the people of the areas are the only losers. Um, so... We're being fed a spoonful of bullshit saying, oh, yeah, Ukrainians, we got to keep pushing. We got to keep giving them whatever because they're winning. No, if they were, then according to your logic, Putin would have be quitting. So, which is it? Here's the thing. We, and, I, and I'm using we as in America, but this is not an American thing. This is also happening in plenty of countries in Europe. But we're being sold a bill of goods on the fact that if we we have to keep arming Ukraine, America, England, Germany, France, all these countries, we have to keep arming. We got to keep funding this war because if not, then Putin's going to crush Ukraine and then they're going to go to Poland and he's going to go to, you know, the next country and the next country and soon there'll be nukes bombing, you know, London. That's what they're being told. That's what we're being told. And it's probably even worse over in Europe because they're there, right? 11 months ago, this could have been over with. If we stopped, I think what Sting is saying here and what people protesting in Europe are saying is if we stopped arming Ukraine, then Russia would be willing to negotiate peace talks Obviously, they would have a little more leverage. Okay, well, we're willing to have peace with you, but we're going to need this region. If we stopped arming Ukraine, it would be over, and it wouldn't be a conquering of the Ukraine by Russia. Russia, does, in my opinion, Russia doesn't want that. And why do I say that? Because Kiev is still standing. Well, it's because the Ukrainian army is holding their ground. Bullshit. The, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but bullshit. The, the Russian military, fuck a ground game, okay? If Russia really wanted to take over all of Ukraine, they would have leveled Kiev. They would have already killed Zelensky. It's not about that. It's about Crimea and a way to get there. This is all this is about. Now, should we bend over backwards and say, okay, whatever, here, Putin, take your stuff? No. But 
Putin's old school, man. Putin doesn't think that that part of Ukraine should be Ukraine. It should have been Russia. That was Russian territory, you know, 30 years ago. Is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. I don't know. It's really not up to me to decide, just as much as it's not up to Biden or Trump or whoever to decide. It's not our fucking problem. (laughs) It's really not. And do you treat Putin like a child and you don't give in to their demands? Okay, maybe. But I'm telling you right now, this is a battle of will. This has nothing to do. And poor, the poor people of the Ukraine and Zelensky are being played like a fiddle by the neocons in Washington, London, Paris, and Munich, and wherever in the fucking Germany, and all other points at Davos and so on and so forth. He's a pawn, and he is being played, and he's too fucking stupid to even realize it. So, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, in D.C. right now, there is a protest against um, the war. And it's actually the name of it's called Rage Against the War Machine, which will be the title of the show. Not that you won't already know that, but nonetheless. So I'm going to go live to that right now. So let's see what they uh, they have to say. The most powerful mafia now, I'm not sure who this existed. is speaking, but... And the hitmen in that mafia have military pilot licenses. Sounds like Jimmy Dore, maybe. We will, <laughs> the difference between our government these days and the mafia in the 1940s, well, the mafia in the 1940s helped defeat the Nazis. They used longshoremen and union leaders. It's a sad day when you can't even trust the mafia anymore. Do you know what America really needs? We need to take the money out of Ukraine and give it to everybody here so we can buy a balloon and a gun. (laughs) That's the only way we can settle this. We all need to be floating around shooting each other down out of the sky. Better yet, the guns shoot vaccine syringes. Yeah, that's America. Eat boosters, you motherfuckers. America is so corrupt, even our war, our our peace prize winners are war criminals. Barack Obama won a peace prize and he immediately wrapped up the war in Afghanistan, started bombing Libya, put a hit on Osama bin Laden, dropped 26,000 bombs in Syria. And that's the thing about those peace prizes. Nobody ever tries to win a second one. I have a list of things we could have bought with that hundred billion dollars instead of sending it to Ukraine for killing people. Instead of sending money to Ukraine, we could get President Biden a dog that knows where to lead him when a press conference is over. (laughs) We sent enough money to Ukraine. I encourage you guys to go and uh, check this out. There's going to be speakers. Tulsi Gabbard. Ron Paul, I think Rand Paul is going to be there. Uh, you're going to have different celebrities of, of some sort, podcasters. Um, obviously, unless you happen to download this and listen to it right now, as soon as I post this, uh, it'll be over with. So, But it'll still be up on YouTube. It'll be up on, on um, Twitter. Go to Rage Against the War Machine on Twitter, YouTube, or Rumble. 
and watch it. It's interesting because this is going to be played out. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. This is going to be played out on Twitter and media, which you haven't heard anything about this. One person in the mainstream media talked about this the other day, and that was Tucker Carlson. One person. Now, what will happen is you'll start seeing this trending on, on Twitter. You'll start seeing how it's the uh, Russian apologist and Soviet Pravda and, um, you know, th- this is uh, your your Republican Party siding with, with Russia. Now, what this is is Washington, D.C. circa 1970 and instead of work, instead of Ukraine, Russia, we're talking about Vietnam. The funny thing about that is, is a lot of the people that were running those those uh, protests and committee things were Democrats, were were your your stars, your Jane Fonda's, your you know people like that that were anti-war. But now those people, interesting how time flips everything. Those people are now pro-war. Used to be Democrats were against war. And the Republicans were called the, the war machine and the, uh, the neocons. And the, uh, now, I'm not saying that some of those people don't still exist. You still have Mitch McConnell's and you still have uh, Lindsey uh, Graham. And you ha- still have some of those people. I'm not saying that they don't exist. But uh, you... It's interesting how the how the times have flipped things. Now Republicans are more for the people. I mean GOP government of the people, but what I mean by that is 10, 20, 30 years ago the Democrats were pro, you know, worker and pro union and pro against the wars and you know, but now it's like it's the other way around. Democrats are more about lying in their pockets. Now, I'm not saying the Republicans there's not Republicans in that group. And I guess the thing is, like, I think this is Jimmy Dore that's speaking right now. He is a straight-up liberal. But he's on the more along the lines of an actual liberal, not a Democrat, not these far-left fucking freak shows. Okay? You're going to see, I have a feeling, and I, I hope I'm right, that you're going to see a large surge in the upcoming years of the third party candidate, the libertarian type group. You've seen pushes towards that. You've seen the Green Party. You've seen the Tea Party. You've seen those things. I wouldn't be surprised if in 2024 we don't see a large push, a large candidate in that group. Not naming any names. I don't know that I want to get that committal, but. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see a large person in that group. Let me paint a picture for you. Biden runs for president again. Very possible for him to do that. Is it smart? No. Is it smart for him or for us? No. But very possible. You will probably see him. You might even see another Democrat run. Uh, Whoever. You'll see Trump. He's already announced. Probably see DeSantis. We know uh, the uh, 
Nikki Haley is already announced. Probably be Mike uh, Pompeo. There might be a per. You know, you're gonna have probably thirteen some odd Republicans running for president, and that happens. That happens every year. Just like last, you know, go around. You had ten, twelve, whatever it was Democrats, and the time before they had ten, twelve Republicans. It happens. That's just how it is. Um. So could it be a possibility that let's just say DeSantis wins the Republican nomination, assuming he even runs? Um, Trump jump to the Green Party or something along those lines, or they start the Trump Party or whatever. Now, would that be a smart thing? Would it be situation similar to Ross Perot running back in whatever it was, 98, I guess? I'm, I'm just guessing. I don't, I don't know if it was exactly 98, but nonetheless, when it was uh, Bush running for re-election versus Clinton's, and then you had uh, Ross Perot, a lot of people say that Ross Perot running running took votes away from Bush. I don't knowing the things I know nowadays. I don't think it really matters because Bush or Clinton being president didn't really matter because they're cut from the same cloth. But point being is <laughs> the third party candidate can really fuck things up for someone. Um, I think that if if we're worried about the R and the D. And Republicans really want to get uh, Biden out of there. They got to figure it out. They got to quit the fucking fighting. They got to figure it out. Because we've got to get this country back on track. Am I saying that a DeSantis or a Trump or a Nikki Haley or whatever is the right person to do that? I don't know. I know one thing is I'll say this. For three years that Trump was president prior to COVID hitting, things were pretty good. Gas wasn't crazy expensive. Shit in the grocery store wasn't crazy expensive. Now look at what's happened. And, of course, now they're blaming Trump. Oh, uh, Trump this, and Trump had the deficit, and Trump had this. Trump, all that shit happened his last year because of fucking COVID. Whoever's fault COVID was, whatever. The, the problems that we're seeing now, there's no COVID. There's no lockdowns. There's no Dr. Fauci running amok saying, we got to lock everything down. we got to wear a mask. you got to wear six masks. you got to get a booster. You gotta. I mean, they're still pushing those ideas, but no one's listening for the most part. So, whatever. All right. So, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this, and I don't want to watch it while I'm recording. So, what I'm gonna ask you guys to do is, uh, I'm gonna cut this show short. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm gonna be back. I might come back tomorrow and do another show. I uh, definitely will be back Wednesday. But I don't know if I want to wait three days <laughs> to record another show after all this is is over and said and done with. Because I have a feeling this just started. I don't know how long it's going to go, but there's very, very good chance that something could occur during this. I'm not saying anything will. I'm hoping nothing. I hope these people can just say what they want to say and people listen. And I mean, nothing's going to happen. It's just going to be a bunch of people spitting their <laughs> what they want to say. And uh, that's that. There was also a rally yesterday in D.C., similar rally. But um, essentially, it's, it's just, I think the American people are getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. Spending all this money on a war that we don't even know what the fuck we're doing there, number one. Not that we are there, but our money is. In the meantime, we can't get a train down the tracks. We can't fly an airplane 
So, anyway, I encourage you guys to go watch this on, on Rumble. Watch the highlights, the clips. Um, follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America. Uh, and please make sure you share in the show. And I encourage you guys, like I said, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, follow the show because I very well might drop a show tomorrow, um, in all honesty, just in case, you know, I want to, if there's any really good juicy stuff I want to talk about. Um, if not, I'll see you back on Wednesday. So with that being said, guys, you have a fantastic day and, uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, it's Sunday, February 19, 2023. And, uh, I'll talk to you very soon. You guys have a great day and, uh, we'll talk to you later.